0: Welcome in to dare I say a very special edition of Ball, and that being because this is our first live reaction pod are we going to blow it
1: yes That's
0: the Kyle okay good just making sure we're all on the same page here we all sit gentlemen I have not one not two not three not four but five drinks in front of me <laughs> my god he's <laughs>
2: reached peak performance he's He is on Thanos, Thanos.
0: He got the final (laughs) infinity drink. (laughs) And it is 7.09 Central Standard Time, and the draft... Feeling fine. Very good point, Kyle. The draft, the NBA draft of the National Basketball Naismith Association is happening right now. Right as we speak, the Magic are about to make the first pick. The pick
1: is actually... Who do you think it's going to be, boys, and who do you
0: think they should take?
1: Well... Woj seems to have the intel that it's going to be Paolo Bancaro, which is a bit surprising because it seemed like Jabari Smith up until now. But it was always kind of the top three, right? So who knows? And Adam's they, uh, walking up to the podium as we speak.
2: The uh, Magic GM on Monday said they still were unsure who they were picking. Could have been yeah, a he said
0: It's still early in the process. He said two yeah. days ago.
2: <laughs> and it is
1: Paolo wow what a suit they took paolo
0: paolo is wearing a purple suit with some little i don't know what those things are he's wow so what do you guys They're think violent. about this You're I, violent. I did not have him ranked number one in my big board which exists Your in my mind is only of three players, three players. <laughs> correct uh kyle what do you think about this come somewhat of a surprising decision no yeah, it's interesting because like we mentioned, there wasn't much
2: talk of really Orlando picking Paolo. All signs seem to be pointing towards Jabari Smith. Um, but as we talked before, I think, right, Paolo I really feel like is of those three probably in the best position to just walk right into the league and be effective. Um, you know Jabari has the you know, the size and, and the defense but maybe not the most reliable jump shot but i think Paolo can kind of do it all from that forward position where you know i think he's got he's got to be probably the most likely to win
0: rookie of the year i would imagine yeah you know Seth watching him against Texas Tech in the tournament i mean you know, you and I aren't locked in all year, but man, that game, when it needed to happen, he really took over. And I think the more I think about this pick, I do like it for the Magic because you think they have a lot of interesting players, right? They have Franz, who they picked last year, a nice playmaker. They have Jalen Suggs, who could turn out to be a lockdown point guard defender. They have uh, Wendell Carter Jr., former the Bulls, at the center position. But what they don't have is just a bucket getter, right? They don't really just have a volume scorer. And, you know, if you kind of slot Paulo in as that volume scorer, um, then Franz can play more of his role as the secondary playmaker, right? And um, I think the one question, Seth, is going to be how he translates defensively on the NBA level. Um, But I think maybe the Magic can overcome that with the other wing defenders they have on their team. If Jonathan Isaac exists, you know, he can cover for him. You would hope that... Jalen Suggs
2: takes that sophomore leap this year to be be that like go to scorer for them. He showed us he could do it in college. He hit one yeah. of the most insane buzzer beaters we've probably ever seen in March Madness just yeah. two years ago. Like he has the skills. I just don't think he was up to the NBA speed last year. And mm-hmm. you hope he has kind of like the um, uh, the breakout that
1: Darius Garland had, right. And, I mean, Orlando clearly has a bunch of pieces now. They've Tons. been drafting high in the draft for several years. Um, people like Franz have shown flashes, and I'm sure Paulo is another one of those uh, players who has a great opportunity to pop. Um, I think it's interesting, like, for the last few years, Orlando was seemed to be the team that was just like, all right, the tallest, lankiest player out there, give me that guy right and now they yeah. had the opportunity to go for Chad Holmgren one of the tallest lankiest players we've seen Uh and they pass it up so maybe they finally like scratch that itch and now they can like build get, a team like, actually instead like, of just a team talent score like every team would want in the NBA right I think they lined up
0: the team arm to arm for a team picture they took one look and they said we made it <laughs> We don't need any more arms anymore. <laughs> it's got to like, be get, between
2: them and the Thunder, like we talked about earlier. And the Thunder we have touch. a runaway.
0: Yeah, the, well, they're about to. They pick Chet. And um, that has long been rumored who they're going to pick uh, for OKC. Do you, would you like that, Kyle, or would you prefer Javari? If only I knew what OKC's plan was.
2: Like, if they wanted to compete, I think they have – The players to actually do it too I I would prefer them to pick Jabari Um, again he's just I feel like if I had to rank those top three in terms of who's most NBA ready it would have been Paolo Jabari and then Chet Um, but I mean the Thunder we know they have a ton of young pieces a ton of extremely talented pieces they have the best point guard in the NBA in Shea so uh, what better? What better than a scoring big man that kills it on defense to finally kind
0: of round out that starting five? I really kind of think that Jabari and Chet can be impactful in their first year. Chet more defensively, you know. um Yeah, I'm but, not saying he can't be. I think they're all three no. of them are obviously. But I just
2: the one thing that you know I think worries me and a lot of people is just that size, right? What is
0: Chet's got to be 130 pounds soaking wet, maybe. And he's seven foot. I think six. we weigh the same. Like me and Chet were both weighing to 195 and he's seven foot and I am uh, not <laughs> seven foot. I am five, seven and a half. Five eight on a good day. Uh, I think Chet will be taken here. I think either way, though, Kyle, I think they can still improve, but still be in the mix for, for a high pick next year anyway. Honestly, both I O'KC think Casey if they wanted Houston. to, they could make. The playoffs, or at least the play-in tournament. I feel they don't like want they that though. They try- want to go for that French kid next year. That's I know. The prize of all prizes. The Goblin is, is at the Chet podium. <laughs> is in fact Chet.
2: Interesting. So we got.
0: Yep.
2: Who do we got? Uh, Shay, Chet- um Who's going to start a shooting guard? Josh Giddy. I
0: mm-hmm. think.
2: Or yep. no. Yeah. Or
0: is and then Lou Dort, Dort? and then yeah. one more big, and then Chet. Yeah. They're not going to make the playoffs, though. They're, they're going to try to go for a top pick again,
1: and that's yeah, fine. Yeah. I mean, everyone's going to try to get Victor next year. So, so this, means,
0: this means that Chad Holgren goes to OKC, which means that we assume Jabari Smith is going to go to Houston. So how do you guys like, like that for both of those teams?
2: I think it makes a little more sense now that Jabari pick to kind of fill the void of Christian Wood. Houston um again uh, another team young team I think with a ton of talent again but it's just like it's hard to compete when all you have are players that haven't been in the league for more than two two years really experienced anything um but yeah I think the Jabari fit's going to be really good um to, to fill that void with Christian Wood gone. And obviously, that opens up a ton of scoring opportunities too, since Wood was such a high usage player.
0: Yeah, I think either, honestly, any three of these could fit in nicely with Christian Wood to start alongside Alper and our boy. Um, Seth, what do you think about the way these these two fell? Chad and now Jabari. Yeah, Wilson? I mean,
1: I think Houston has to be like pretty happy with how it went. I mean, I guess they were kind of happy regardless like knowing that they would get one of those top 3. And now they're getting Jabari who like I don't know, if you asked me like this morning it seemed like he was going to be the number 1 pick, right? And they get him at 3. Yeah. So. They get him at 3 um, and didn't have to trade up for him, right? So it, Yeah. So I'd say pretty exciting for them. I agree with Kyle. I think he fits in pretty well, especially with Christian Wood out of the way there. I wonder if that was partially like the the impetus behind that Christian Wood trade that they figured they'd get a big in the draft or they were hoping to get either. Yeah. I ball. mean, exactly. Top three, no matter
2: what, they were fitted with a forward, a power forward slash possible yeah. center. So,
1: yeah. Um. So, I mean, you know me, I'm not, I'm not the biggest like scout of these college players. So I don't, what it <laughs> remains to be seen how they fit in. And I'm sure, all three of these teams are probably going to be pretty bad again next year regardless. Yeah. Um, but I think Houston has to be pretty happy.
0: Let me ask you this, because I know we've been talking a lot about fit. Kyle, if if you're the first pick and you just threw fit out the window, who do you think is the best prospect? Who would you take in number one? If I'm not looking for someone that's
2: going to provide me necessarily immediate mm-hmm. – impact like I think Paulo like I, I do I think Chet's gonna also provide value his first year but I think I think he has the highest ceiling but I also think he might take an extra year to hit that ceiling than it might take a Apollo which, or
0: which if I'm one of these teams right exactly what's I'm not year? gonna be great next year anyway. I'm not a championship contender next year I'm not even a, a top playoff contender. Why would I care? Yeah I think I agree with you there. I mean I think there's been a lot of talk about his weight. I mean we just talked about it and like how skinny he is but I mean, I think a lot of times the comparison KD came in the same way, right? Yeah, I think a lot of times we don't have anyone to compare a player to. We just get kind of like, oh, is he going to make it in the NBA? And we're just not we're not good at opening our mind to what a new player type might be that we haven't seen before. I think that might be who Chad is, right, Seth?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the other part is like more or less like body size and gaining weight and gaining muscle is something that's pretty controllable for NBA players. Right. And, you know, you put them in part of an NBA team, you got trainers and nutritionists and people who are like working with you at this, your full-time job. Right. So it's not like that's something that's going to be like, remain the same his whole career. Um, And so I feel like that's maybe more controllable than like other flaws in your game. Right. Like lack of a jump shot or, you know, going to be a bad defender, whatever. And so I would say um, Jabari is on the phone right now. So looks like he's, he's talking to
0: Houston probably.
1: Uh, yeah. Probably just ordering a pizza. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that's not a huge concern for me. Like Chet's weight isn't a big deal. I think Yeah. Uh, it's going to depend more like to what extent his offensive skills transfer to the NBA level. I think mm-hmm. we all expect him to be a solid, like impact defender, shot blocker. Yeah, you know, is he going to be able to stretch the floor, make threes, yeah. play make pass? Like those are kind of more my questions than like, is he just going to get bullied because he's not strong enough? Like I, I expect he'll work hard enough where that won't be an issue.
0: And I kind of feel like like Paolo and Jabari are, are very sure like scores. Like, could is Paolo going to be Carmelo Anthony? maybe, you know, and that would be an awesome outcome. Um, but Chad is just like, I can't even put a ceiling on him just because of the type no, you of player can't. he is, right? Yeah. So that's more interesting to me, at least, especially if I'm a bad team. Right, and I think he showed
2: throughout his uh, time at Gonzaga, his one year, how reliable and how good he is on defense for his size, especially. And, you know, I think that's one of the things that a lot of, NBA people kind of talk about how it's the hardest to teach a player is how to play good defense in the NBA. Mm -hmm. So if you're coming into the league with a solid, um, you know, understanding of defense and positioning and where to be and how to block shots and everything like Chet has, it makes the rest of the transition easier because, I mean, you don't forget how to shoot a basketball really, right? Right. And it's not like Chet has a bad shot because he doesn't. So yeah. You know, man, I might be talking myself into thinking that Chet might actually be the most impactful player coming in year one after what I just said.
0: I mean, we I just saw it Chet. with Evan Mobley, right? We just saw Evan Mobley yeah, lead a team, you know, to the playoffs and or the play-in, I guess I should say. Um, the same thing could happen with Chet. So Jabari is officially in, and now the draft really begins, boys, because honestly. we've always known Jabari Chet and Paulo were going to be the third three picks and the Sacramento Kings have the fourth pick which is the most fun team to possibly have the fourth pick because you know what no matter are the what most they do their players don't be terrible they're the most incompetent franchise in the league they are the laughing stock of the NBA
1: and so whoever gets called up to the podium next well I'll just say a prayer for them <laughs> and, well the uh, thing, uh, thing is Jaden Ivey you Jaden know, Ivy, Jaden I- <laughs>
0: Ivy should be the next player taken and he's long considered maybe in the top, like part of that top tier with the other three. Um, however, he does not want to go to Sacramento. He said as much. He didn't even work out for them. And so they could either take him where he's not going to be happy, and they already have De'Aaron Fox as their point guard, right? And Jaden Ivey is a guard as well. And they've, they've drafted three straight point guards. I mean, they drafted De'Aaron Fox, Tyrese Halliburton, and, and Davion Mitchell, and they still have two of those. So they either do that or a lot of... Yeah, a lot of people have speculated that they're going to trade that pick and that there are sharks in the water for that pick, right, to try to get Ivy. So it's going to be very interesting to see if this pick gets traded or not. Because if, if it doesn't get traded, they might not even take Ivy, right?
1: Yeah, I, I don't think they would. I know there's been, like, Shaden Sharp buzz. And I think he's also, like, Shaden
2: Sharp is one of the most intriguing players because he didn't play a second of
0: college basketball. Yeah, tell us about Shane Sharp, Kyle, because he's been the mysterious player of the draft. I mean, from everything we've seen
2: throughout his high school career, he is an absolute stud. But we never saw him play in college, uh, obviously. So he's got outrageous athleticism. um, Good three-point shooter pretty good on ball defense he's you know it's just like how do you correlate senior in high school basketball to the NBA since we didn't see him compete at the
0: the intermediate level between high school and college and NBA you know yeah it's gonna be very like he might have one of the highest upsides in the draft, and it's just easily very, yeah. but he's also got one of the lowest floors, so yeah. you know, you're either losing your job, you know, or you are, which seems like the top of the type town of pick that Sacramento <laughs> wants to make. <laughs> well, there's also talk of Keegan Murray because they want a win now player, which is the dumbest thing I've ever heard since they're the worst think, franchise in the NBA.
1: I think Woj just said they're focused on Keegan Murray, which is one of those. Hint phrases meaning that that's who they're selecting, but he can't say that until they well, actually
0: do. you know I love that for the kings in the mock draft uh from KOC in the ringer, it says shades of Tobias Harris. Isn't that just perfect for a kings <laughs> Won't that just turn their franchise around <laughs> Tobias Harris? Guaranteed. Oh uh, man, well, they're probably gonna take him then. That's tough. I don't know if they think they're a Tobias Harris away from winning the title, but I would say they're probably not, right? (laughs) From winning the title? (laughs) That's probably what they think.
2: It would just make so much sense for Sacramento to take probably the oldest uh, player out of the lottery
1: picks.
0: And the lowest upside as well. Yeah. Yeah, they had a player with the highest upside,
1: Tyrese Halliburton, but they already traded him, so forget about that. We don't want his winning culture in Sacramento. Come on now.
0: Tyrese said I love Sacramento. I want to stay here for my whole career. They said, get whoa, out. Whoa. <laughs> <Tyrese>. <laughs> Who do you think you're going to change a franchise to positivity? <laughs> oh man. This is gonna this is gonna really change the rest of the draft, whatever this pick is, right, boys? Kyle, be checking Twitter to make sure it doesn't get traded too, because they never tell us. You're right. So who's at five then? All right, five is the Pacers, or sorry, not the Pacers, the Detroit Pistons. After months of speculation,
2: the Kings will keep the pick. Wow. Keegan Murray. Yep. Just as we said. This is (laughs) the unranked high school player that stumbled onto the court in Iowa. Or Keegan.
0: Got a great handshake with his sister or girlfriend. I'm not really sure. Seems
1: like a sister handshake, though. Poor guy going to the worst franchise in the league, though. You got to feel for him. Yeah. I'll feel, make it out. I can't wait till we we uh,
0: cut this clip in five years when the Kings have won the championship on the back of Keegan Murray.
1: <laughs> Two years from now, they trade for Tobias Harris, and him and Keegan combined.
0: Proving once again they were Tobias Harris away from the title.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, man. Okay, so now this gets interesting, huh, boys? So who do you think the best player left is? It's got to be Jaden Ivy, right? Or Shaden Sharp. How great of a fit would Jaden Ivey be with uh, Cade Cunningham with Detroit, now that I think about it, though? You got that athletic downhill guard next to Cade, who's more of a plotting playmaker, a non-athletic kind of uh, player, right? It's like putting Luca with Ja. That's exactly what it's like. You kind of took the words right out of my mouth. (laughs) I assume not that good, but like a Walmart version of that.
2: You never know. I mean – Ivy was an insane scorer at Purdue. He put on a show during the tournament, too.
0: And they uh, always played with a couple bigs. You'd love to see him with more space, right?
2: Yeah. And, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what Detroit does after this and throughout the rest of the offseason. They're sitting on, like, $45 million in cap space this year after the, the trade of uh,
0: Jeremy Grant.
2: Oh, yeah, we, we should talk about that. Space. I haven't even mentioned that. So, they are Jeremy the, Grant
0: – First domino to move before draft night, right, Jeremy? Yeah. yeah. He went he went to Portland oh, for not three even three, their yeah. seventh. Oh, I thought they were gonna would move too, but oh that's true. Yeah. I thought they were gonna move their seventh pick for him, but it turned out to be just a future first, right? A
2: 2025 first round pick, top four proje- protected, but it's the 2025 first round pick of the Milwaukee Bucks. So yeah, what are we thinking? Doing. A 25 or worse pick? That's so strange to me that they didn't get more for him. I guess they just wanted to clear the cap space. I mean, all signs seem to point to them trying to get DeAndre Ayton, right? Like, if you need to fill your Mm. center void now or a big man void, no one has the money to compete with them now, and the Suns don't want to give him the
0: money he wants. That's a great point, Kyle. And if the Pistons come out of this draft night, Seth, if they come out of here with Jaden Ivey and DeAndre Ayton – you better, pray. you better pray if you're in that play-in in the East. That's all I'll say. John Morant, <laughs> Luka Doncic, and
1: DeAndre I mean, come on! All it's basically having game. David
0: Robinson, Luka Doncic, and John Morant. <laughs>
1: um, yeah. that I mean, that's looking up for the Pistons, although I do feel like they should have traded Jeremy Grant at the deadline last year. I feel like they would have gotten a lot more for him. Yeah. And I love the trade for Portland, although – I probably need, like, a two- or three-year moratorium on talking about Portland because I feel like I always love their moves and then they <laughs> disappoint me every time. No, so.
0: you know why you need a moratorium on talking about the Blazers? You pick them to make the finals and they didn't even make the playoffs. Well, Dame was injured, so.
1: That's true. Still, though, they traded CJ as well. It's a, yeah. it's a franchise in turmoil. But, honestly, with I don't think it's that much in turmoil anymore. I mean, Anthony Simons has stepped up into essentially a slightly poor man, CJ McCollum. And then you got Dame throwing Jeremy Grant there. It was exactly what they needed, was like a versatile wing who could score a little bit and plays good defense. I'm not saying that they're going to be a contender in the West, but I think they're looking up. I don't know, man. I don't think Jeremy's enough.
0: I also, I well, we'll see how Dame looks, right? That injury scared me. Like it scared me in the he's never going to be the same again kind of way. So we'll just see yeah. how that goes.
1: Obviously, you know, I expect, yeah. but you're right. If Dame
0: is who he used to be, they can be a they can be their usual four to six seed and win the first round <laughs> of the playoffs. <laughs> Still got
2: time here. Yeah, I mean, who's say they do get Aiden, obviously. We have no idea, but I will say they are the betting favorites to land him bes- behind the Suns. So the there's, Suns there's lines on
0: these
2: for Deandre Ayton markets. Yeah, the Suns are like plus a hundred, so even money to land to keep Ayton, and then you have the Pistons. Uh, I think like plus two twenty or something as the next favorite to to get him. So then we're talking what Killian Hayes. Kate, oh, well no, if they pick Ivy, it's probably what? Cade, Ivy, Sadiq Sadiq Bey. and then Drandre Aiden filling that you're missing, spot. Yeah. Is it gonna be Marvin Bagley? Or do Maybe. they move or do they put I guess Siddiq played some it? some power forward though, hasn't he? I'm wondering if they shift him down the power forward and let Hamadou
0: Diallo slide into the small forward spot. Thank you for clarifying which Hamadou it was. Yeah, that could work. I mean, man, if I was a team like the Pistons, I would never have a problem paying Aiden, I would say. Because no, like, what else so would use the not. cap space on? Except the former number one pick, you know? All right, so whose who's head is down right now? Is it Jaden Iving? That was Jaden, but I don't think they showed him on the phone. Mm, but his head's down next to his phone. So, so what Good it or about The pick is in. And it is... In fact...
2: Jaden Ivey. Wow, it feels wow. like a steal, doesn't it, for the Pistons? It seems like it's, it's exactly what they needed. I, I, like it. I just Bay love the Jaden Ivey.
1: We didn't,
2: we didn't see a ton of Killian Hayes, right? And what we did see of him, I really wasn't impressed, kind of like I think yeah. some people expected him to be or perform.
1: Well, he can't shoot, so. Right, yeah,
0: it's a major uh, downside. He can't even finish, like he can't do anything, like. That involves the ball going to the rim.
1: He's like a four-man Frank Nilakino who's already really very,
0: bad. very <laughs> poor. All right. This is very interesting. I love that backcourt for the future. I mean, that's athletic slasher versus the the Cade playmaker. I think that's gonna be a good backcourt. And I think Jaden could be really good defensively, too. So I think that'll work out well for them. All right. So what happens after this? I mean, we still have the aforementioned shade and sharp left, right? We still have um we still have Matherin from Arizona, Ben Matherin. Benedict Cumberbatch Matherin. That's what they call him. <laughs> he, I fell in love with him in the tournament. I won't lie to you. And I, I do worry what he actually is in the, in the NBA. Like maybe he's just like kind of a bench scorer, but I don't know. He's, he's
2: a pretty good I, player that's left. Uh, Kevin O'Connor, I think, agrees with you, with him drawing shades of Jamal Crawford, Karis Levert, and prime Victor Oladipo.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's not bad, though. I mean, first of all, it's, uh, it's the Pacers picking next. Who are the only ones to ever have prime Victor Oladipo before the injury? So, <laughs> you know, they could just replace him. And, uh, you know, the Pacers have been trying to sell Malcolm Brogdon to anyone and anyone's mother. So I wonder if they'll make a trade as part of a, a pick for a guard. They seem to be disenchanted
1: with the uh, – with the Brogdon life. Not trading him to the Lakers, though. <laughs> no. Really well, not. Nothing to offer, so
0: that's why. But <laughs> So you just had to mention the Lakers so you could put them down? This is how he copes with losing the finals. I mean, did
1: anyone expect anything different? <laughs>
0: <laughs> we should mention that, by the way. We didn't even mention anything about the finals. We haven't talked
1: about <laughs> right, We don't need to. It's fine. <laughs> so Test team lost.
0: The Warriors one and Steph won his first finals MVP. I was happy for him. I was sad for Seth. It was a but pretty good finals.
2: We get the race to five rings between him and LeBron, right?
0: Yeah. That's Steph has a much better chance. I what just can't envision.
2: If, yeah. What happens if Steph ends up with, say he wins two more times before he retires. Say he ends up with mm-hmm. two more rings than LeBron. I love this game.
0: What do we do? Are we still think, saying LeBron is one or two? I think we put him like third or fourth behind Bill. Like, I think, I think he'd have the ball above magic in that case. He, 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 he ends with six rings. He goes easy top five, right? Yeah. I think it goes MJ, LeBron, Russell, Steph, then magic, then Kareem. Right. Don't you think he'd pass both those guys? Yeah. I, it's, it, I mean, I,
1: <laughs> I don't know. Probably, I guess the greatest shooter of all time with six Assuming rings. Assuming he continues at this level and gets two rings, and it's not like the rest yeah. of the team is carrying him, but I don't know how that would happen. Anyways, yeah, I, I can't,
0: do. I can't imagine LeBron getting another ring. Can you? Like, at the, unless he like tacks onto another team with stars. I mean,
1: the Lakers are. Like, in he shambles. needs to move.
2: I think he needs to move back to the East and pair up with some of those. Eastern Conference like players, <laughs> send them back to Miami.
0: There's no way to get through Giannis, though. With Miami, there is. Well, Miami's already going to get Donovan Mitchell, if you believe the rumors. That's a that's another interesting thing about I don't know about how the I draft. feel about that. So the draft, I should mention, there's a lot of rumors swirling around the draft because that's where a lot of trades get made, right? Mm-hmm. And um, go bear and Mitchell from the Jazz have both been rumored to be traded since the Jazz suck and have sucked for years, and they finally realized it, right, Kyle? So Mitchell to the Heat has been a rumor, Gobert to the Bulls has been a rumor, which if Gobert goes to the Bulls, we might have to resuscitate Kyle. I don't know what's (laughs) going to happen.
2: I've been saying it for a while. I mean, what happens once the, the Bulls get both James Harden
0: and Rudy Gobert? What happens to my body? <laughs> I think all three of us have to quit the podcast and move to a nomadic life <laughs> at that point. <laughs> well, find, okay, me, find me in the mountains of Vermont. Oh, Benny. Benny Matherin Benny. taken by the Pacers. I like it, especially if they're moving Brogdon. I mean, there's a new guard in the future, right? Benedict Doctor Who himself, Matherin. He's got a nice suit jacket. Great suit jacket. Like what, so it a red a paisley. A I nearly bought that for my wedding. You didn't have what it takes. Pull the trigger, though. it takes. I did not have what it took. I'm, pro- I'm happy for him. Man. The
2: Pacers with Benedict. No trades so far either. Yeah, wild, honestly. All this speculation. But I guess the teams that are probably making trades
0: probably don't come until around what? Yeah, there's a couple teams with late lottery picks that are looking to move right. down, Like yeah. Portland at seven for sure. Um, and then maybe a couple in the late lottery as well, I would say. So, Yeah, I think this is a good time, guys. So Benny was just picked. We're five picks in. We got some time. Let's play a little NBA year in review. Patent pending, of course, as our segment. So, Seth, you came up with a segment because I like to encourage free-thinking brainstorming amongst my uh, peons. So why don't you tell us what the onus for this segment was and and why don't you start us off as well?
1: Well, just now that the, the playoffs are over and sometimes it's like we get so dialed in and focused on like the current uh, series or what's happening in the playoffs. It's like kind of wild to think back on what happened this season. So I thought it'd be fun if we just all kind of came up with a few, uh, memorable things that happened throughout the year and go back and just, you know, appreciate the NBA season for what it was. Um, and I, I guess as one place to start, we talked about stuff and the Warriors, like, winning the oh, finals.
0: Marcus by, Golden Marcus by Golden Sacks? We didn't pay them to advertise. I guess they would pay us. I
1: don't no know they they'd probably pay them to, them, to be honest with you. Uh, Video the only ad we've ever gotten was Bird
0: Box, where they deliver birds to your home in a box.
1: <laughs> so we talked about stuff in Golden State. Um, and yeah, what an incredible year for Steph, right? Obviously, he just won finals MVP. Finally, won, won the finals. Uh, he won All-Star Game MVP and I was just thinking back, three of us watched that live together and the how big on Steph Curry Steph. MVP for the All Star game, too.
0: That was one of the things I wrote down, Seth, too. 16 threes, 50 points. I feel like I didn't even almost remember that until I looked he it up. And every I was three awesome. for the last five minutes, too, to set the record. Yeah. And LeBron <laughs> hit the game winner. I mean, that was a perfect All Star game, right? It
2: was one of probably one of the best All Star games I think we probably watched, and at least, yeah, maybe
0: ever. We were all eating I mean, fish and chips ever. together. Yeah, yeah, it was banging great. fish and chips too. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one to start off with. Seth, I also had um, my firstborn child, Demar Derozan, that eight game stretch where he averaged thirty five points on fifty percent shooting, which had uh, beat Will Chamberlain's record, and I mean, also he were... hit. Yeah, so that's so that's the like I was just gonna say he hit the back to back game winners. Two days for the in a second row. Second time in his career, and, right? and two different years. I mean, there's no way that'll ever be done again. <laughs> I mean, there was a week and a half where the NBA was like, "Oh
2: my gosh, is DeMar DeRozan a real candidate for MVP?" I was one of those people.
0: <laughs> that was a stiff week for me. I'll tell you that much.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was a wild. Wild. That run. was incredible. And the Bulls were number one in the East for a while.
0: Yeah. <sighs> We'll be back. We to get Rudy Gobert, baby. Get the Don't fuck out! <laughs> All right, Kyle. What's one of your favorite memories of the season? Um, probably the
2: uh, Tyrese Halliburton trade. I mean, <clears throat> there's just absolutely—you can't go through a season without Sacramento making an outrageous move. Um, and they they did it again this year. They sent the one player probably ever to say that they wanted to stay in Sacramento, wanted to change the culture. They heard him say such a thing and say, get the hell up out of here.
0: It and was shocking at the time, right? And it still is now. <laughs> I mean, he was the best player that they had. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. Because <laughs> we had been talking a while about Sabonis moves or Miles Turner moves. I would said Miles Teller, but he would never move. Uh, and then to hit with be hit with a bombshell like that, I never expected Tyrese to be any sort of trade like that. It was crazy. I can't remember the last time like a player in his second year with such a caliber had been moved like that. I mean, it does not happen often.
1: Yeah, oh, I mean yeah, was... I said at the time of the draft, it would be as if Memphis had traded John Morant for Nikola Vucevic <laughs> when when Vooch was like on the trade market, right? Yeah. Like, Demontis is probably a little bit better than Vooch, and obviously. Tyrese probably isn't going to turn into job, but still, it's like, jeez, the Kings it's really fucked that up. <clears throat> Speaking of uh, blockbuster trades from the season, James Harden mm, was that was on way my list. out of a second team in 13 months, and the Nets' uh, big three, you know, getting broken up after very few games together. I mean, that was a storyline that if someone made that into a movie, like the screenwriters would be like, ah, that's not believable enough. We can't do that. You know, that was. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And they were the betting favorites going into the season. We, we often forget that speaking of favorites of ours, Shaden Sharp just got picked by the trailblazers. So you got a little core, you got Shaden Sharp, you got Jeremy Grant, you got Dame, you got Anthony enough to make Dame stay. I don't know. It's a pretty ass team, so I wouldn't stay by him. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, I,
2: it's yeah. I mean, like we just said, that has the opportunity to possibly be one of the best picks of the draft. But there's just so much unknown around him, um. Right, I, he fills, I think, a void. That was probably needed in the uh, uh, the wing spot. Um, but we don't know what Dame's going to look like. Um, isn't, uh, I can't think of his name. Who's their center? Big white Nurkic. guy. Nurkic. Is he a uh, restricted free agent this year, right? Yeah, they've
0: been, I feel like he's been in so many trade rumors recently. Right. Just yeah. So we'll see what happens with that. So. I, don't know. I mean, it's interesting.
2: an interesting pick. It's, you know, it's one of those gambles where it's like, I feel like it makes sense to where they're at picking in the lottery at this point. It's like, do you take someone that's for certain just going to be a role player almost, or do you take the gamble on someone that could be come possibly a superstar and kind of take over the team
0: once Dame retires or leaves? Yeah, I think it's I think it's a, a good move for Portland, given where they're at. I mean, they need to take a shot, I feel like.
1: Yeah, and I mean, KOC has Shaden at four on his big board. Mm-hmm. Says he's shades of Paul George, tall Bradley yeah. Beal, and Jalen Green. Although, I don't understand how he's tall Bradley Beal if he's listed at six foot four, and Bradley Beal's what, like six three? <laughs> <laughs> it says
0: he's like six foot five, I think, yeah. Six foot five and a half, didn't
1: he say? This, uh, I mean, on the ringer, it's, yeah, it's a so six foot six, four, six, four and, a and a quarter. It's like okay, and a quarter <laughs>
0: set. Don't forget about that.
1: <laughs> My bad. Um, yeah. So I don't know. It seems like a high upside pick, and maybe Dame likes that. Maybe he shows a lot of promise this year. And if not, Dame leaves, and hopefully, he's like the start of their foundation for the future.
0: It's funny how we're like talking about all these picks and they were just showing the Canadian born players picked a couple of years ago. And one of them was uh, Andrew Wiggins. The other one was Nick Stauskas. And to give a reminder that a few of these picks are going to be busts. <laughs> like a few New. of these are not going to work out at all. You know, well, I mean, the been. first, we're only eight picks in. So I mean like, you know, a couple of the first eight are probably going to be bust. Definitely. But that they all just seem so, so tantalizing.
1: That's why it's so interesting how draft picks are valued. Right? We were just mm-hmm. talking about DeAndre Ayton as like Detroit clearing cap space to get him, right? But it's like <clears throat> he's worth so much less than if I said, all right, you're guaranteed the number one pick next year or the year yeah. after. Right? Yeah. So, even though DeAndre Ayton like kind of turned out pretty well, like obviously they're mm-hmm. taking Luca, But aside from that, it's like he's not a bust. Like, right. He's right. kind of like a medium good outcome for the number one pick. And yet he's, his value now is so much less than just like the uncertainty of the maybe of having like a franchise changing player.
0: Right. And, you know, Shaden Sharper's is taken seventh. You look at the history of the seventh pick. It's like, you're lucky if he's a starter, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like a good outcome of, of having the seventh pick is that you get a good starter on your team. But you know, we all talk ourselves into each lottery player before the draft, and we think of their highest potential when in reality you're just looking for a role player once you get past the first couple picks. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with him. All right, who's the best player left, Kyle? What do you think? I mean, we got So Sochan from Baylor, Sohan, who looks like Frank Ocean. Yeah. We got, got that, we got that uh, guy from the Australian League, Who's Gang. Gang. Yeah. Who do you think? I mean, we're at the Pelicans now. I mean, we have also – don't forget to mention the vacuum, Dyson Daniels himself. (laughs) The vacuum. Yeah, I wonder if they take him. He's a guard. That's really what they need, I feel like. Johnny Davis, maybe? Bucket getter? Johnny? He's in Taco Bell commercials already. You got to get that man on your team. Yeah, I mean, it's
2: definitely at that time where it's like – Any of these players we just listed could easily be picked, and I wouldn't be really surprised. But we're about to find out right now since the goblin Goblin. himself (laughs) is in at the podium. I don't like that those bars that are going across are not straight. Dyson, it's the vacuum. I think that's smart.
0: They need a guard, right?
2: Yeah. Australian playmaker taking advantage of the G League route.
0: Yeah, and that they do need a playmaker. You don't want to run point Zion all year, so you only want to run it when you need it, right? I mean the man shot 25% from three. Oof. That's not great.
2: But I don't think he's uh known for his three point shot, so maybe
0: he can get away with it. Could he be like the next Josh Giddy, you know, Australian playmaker can't shoot? Yeah.
2: 74% free throw. Eleven points and four assists in the G League. Former teammate of Josh Giddey, yeah. Much like fellow Australian, his passing is his real appeal. There you go. He's got an elite floater too.
0: Hey, I mean, Josh Giddey looks great, so
2: yeah. The the the, at some point, right? Teams don't need a scorer at every single position, and I kind of feel like yeah, that's kind of where the Pelicans are at right now. They they need that player that doesn't really care to take a shot and instead is looking to get the ball into the hands of another scorer at the best opportunity and it seems like that's kind of what the vacuum's best skill set is
0: yeah i mean you already have cj brandon and zion you're not looking for score even Jonas looks for a shot often so you're not really looking for another score you know in I mean, different. the Pelicans are going to be sneaky good again next year, I feel.
1: The Pelicans are making the playoffs. I don't think there's any ifs, ands or buts. They could be a top four seed if Zion is healthy. Yeah. And from Some recent pictures team came team out, in, so. and he looks nice and lean.
2: Mm.
0: I'm Yeah, I mean, next year. I, I think I am too. I'm fi- Maybe I'm finally during the Pelicans bandwagon. I feel like every year you guys pick the Pelicans and make playoffs, and I say they're not going to make the playoffs.
1: Every year. <laughs> I do it this year. year. I do it. Yeah, since I since got Zion. That's why <laughs> well, our little game is year. We were right. You were wrong.
0: Yes. That's correct. I just want our listeners to know <laughs> that I'm not always perfect because they often think I am. All right. <laughs> Interesting. Is that part <laughs> of what Wes's
2: cousin said? All we need is Zion to perfect? make what? First team All-NBA too, right? And
0: you win that bet? Oh, my God. I forgot about that. That seems like such I'll a fair bet. I bet Nick well, Rolino, Kyle's yeah. friend, and guest of the pod uh, $50 that was it a hundred dollars a hundred I think I was inebriated at the time that Zion would make one all NBA team in his career his career it. Seems I, like said, like <laughs> I said assurance. I'm taking candy for a bit ba- for for a baby that's what I thought I'm gonna deliver this candy <laughs> to a baby and instead it seems like I was
1: candy was taken from me like any team all NBA third team is fine yeah I think it's still a pretty good bet, to be honest.
2: I mean, I don't know. The same exact route that Embiid took, right? Except Zion's played in twice as many games in the same amount of time. So I've never felt worse about the
1: bet, I'll say. You've never felt worse than right now? Yes, that's great. About like four months ago. No. All of Zion's talk about like fully buying in and definitely signing the max contract as soon as he can like that doesn't make you feel better worse because or- i know
0: he's pandering and that's what i don't respect Uh-oh. out of my all nba player
1: you know that he's signing that because he knows that his body can't handle the nba exactly
0: uh let's do i have one more um memory if we're still doing yeah. that
1: i got is a couple still
0: more. is that still in okay um the tatum game winner against the nets i don't know if this is gonna hurt seth but that was awesome.
1: Hurt Doesn't that was hurt like
0: the greatest team game winner I've ever seen. I feel like just the passing that they did on that play, and then Tate with the little spin move around Kyrie to finish. Mwah. And just in general, I would say also the Buck Celtic series, yeah, was the most memorable in a while, and I really enjoyed it. I actually said it should be played at my funeral, so that's how much I think of it. If I do pass, god
1: willing. So yeah, I mean that was an incredible series. Tatum's we... 46 in game six to force yeah. a game seven yeah. was incredible. Mm. Horford and Derek White showing up in that series, so fun to watch. I mean,
2: the Boston Heat Game Seven, also yeah. one of the most more memorable games in in recent memory. Yep. Yeah, like that game easily could have been a runaway by Boston. I mean, they were up by what, like sixteen at one point in the first quarter. The Heat on the back of Jimmy Butler. Of course, come back. Jimmy misses a game-winning three. Wide open, fast break, pull up. There was a three that was made that was taken off the board that nobody talked about, which would have had the heat ahead with you know, 16 seconds to go, and then having the ball that game. The struce was as loose as he could have been. <laughs>
0: And the fact that we watched it, all five Ginny Tinnies combined in, I mean, (laughs) I mean, it was crazy. Announced
1: by Jeep, (laughs) Jeep, yeah, Van
0: Gundy himself, yeah. So (laughs) that was crazy. That was crazy as well. I mean, what a run for the Celtics. That's shame. It didn't end in a championship, huh? It
1: is a shame, but um, you know, I I choose to take the optimistic view. Again, that's another thing that I'm going to remember for this season is maybe the biggest team turnaround midseason in history, right? Looking, I mean, Sam, you and I were texting and the Celtics would be losing to some godforsaken team. And you would be like, <laughs> what's wrong with the Celtics? And I remember saying to you, like, when are you going to stop expecting a modicum of decency from the Celtics? I was like fully, like, wouldn't even expect them to play mediocre. It was like, they're definitely worse than mediocre. And then they just completely turned things around, become the number one defensive team in the league. And against most teams, like looked really good on offense too. Obviously, showed some of their vulnerabilities and weaknesses in the finals against the Warriors, but obviously a lot of um a lot of room for optimism and hope going forward for the Celts. Um, okay, I have a couple more. Jalen Brown yeah. needs to
2: walk around
0: all off season dribbling a dribbling. ball at all points at all Two points, points of time. Yes. <laughs> Wait, before we move on, Seth, tell me what you want them to do in the off
1: season. Tell me what you want. What you really really want. Um, I, I mean, I feel like the the one thing is we have a trade exception, right? So potentially, like doing a deal where we could get back somebody who's on a, a larger contract. I would love to get Duncan Robinson. Mm, Really? Um, After what? No, no. After the way he warmed the
0: bench. I mean, I think he meant. uh, Did you mean Dunkin' Donuts? Did you misspeak?
1: David Robinson.
0: America runs on it. (laughs) David Robinson. Give me David Robinson and a bag of Dunkin' Donuts. I'm
1: happy. Um, I mean, I think the heat kind of went sour on him because. Uh, he wasn't his lack of defensive prowess and because he's essentially like Tyler Hero without the playmaking and so playing him together with Tyler they just don't have enough defense on the perimeter but put him on a team like the Celtics where the rest of the team is really solid defensively and Duncan can just focus on reigning threes like that's what we need in certain matchups against certain teams now obviously it would depend on who we give up to get somebody like Duncan. Um, But I think doing something like that where you can get a scorer, a shooter, uh, another wing that we can trust, um, especially offensively when Jalen and and Jason are are on the bench resting, I think that's what we need more than anything. Um, Otherwise, just like another year of development for those guys and, yeah, figuring out how to limit the turnovers. So – We'll see what happens. Um,
0: uh, I would just like to mention that Jeremy Sohan, a.k.a. Frank Ocean, has been taken by the San Antonio Spurs. I'm not surprised. He's a smart him. player. And that's what they like, right? And he comes from Baylor, which
2: for some reason to me feels like the San Antonio Spurs of college basketball. Mm. It's just consistent productivity every year without really a star player always defensive minded, always plays just high quality basketball. Like it just seems so Greg Popovich to pick a player from, from Baylor. I could see him as like the next Draymond
0: Green, honestly.
1: He does have shades of Draymond Green, according to KOC. Really? Anyone says the next Draymond Green, I'm not going to believe you. I just remember watching him in the, in the tournament and
0: Cassie and I were like, oh, my God, this guy's on the floor every play. But yet it always seemed to work out for his team.
1: <laughs> That's Draymond to a T, baby.
0: You can't handle another Draymond in the league, set. So.
1: I mean, I don't want another Draymond anywhere. I guess he's a good compensator.
0: That's true. Too bad there already is another Draymond. He's on my dynasty team. His name is Scotty Barnes. So
2: Both well, of his parents, his mom and dad, played college basketball at Oklahoma. Wow. Wow. He's got so interesting. blood baby.
0: That seems like very common, right? So you set up for success with parents like that. Meanwhile, my parents are the most athletic people you could ever see, which is why I am who
1: I am. I don't know the way your was. mom
0: hit that percolator last weekend. It's classic
1: <laughs> Jay Jaden I was dapping up Spike Lee for whatever reason. I think you know the reason. Um, uh I
0: would say so there's one pick, there's a one pick in the top 10 left. Washington at yep. 10. I say we wrap up after that, although our listeners probably want more, but I want to hear any more uh, yeah. seasonal reviews that we have. Seth, do you have any more?
1: Yeah, a couple more. One, um, <clears throat> while we're still talking about the playoffs, uh, Grand Theft Alvarado One mm. to watch, even though I was pulling for Chris Paul in that, and obviously the Suns did prevail, but it was great though to see him try to pull the old Chris Paul on Chris Paul himself. Yeah. yeah. And then multiple eight second violations. Yeah. Incredible.
0: Such a fun series, unexpectedly, that Pelican yeah. Sons.
1: Yeah. And <laughs> then you think about, you know, adding Zion into that fun team. That's a pretty awesome prospect. Um. And then top four, cap- uh, top four in the West possibility. Yeah. We already talked about the Warriors a bunch, obviously, but got to mention clay returning after 900 something mm. games or days off with the the back-to-back injuries and dunking in his first game back and then also um, you know Steph breaking the all-time three-point record were mm. big moments this season i feel i mean the glow up of andrew wiggins mm. really i
2: mean i kind of yeah. i don't know if any of us really expected him to be such a contributor to a championship-winning team,
0: the Wigginsons, definitely not. Yeah, I mean, he was the second best player in a championship team. That's the what adoption, you offer number one pick. The adoption which, of a new splash brother.
1: Now it's a just splash goes to for show. <laughs> yeah, what you can't have a splash without a pool. Um, <laughs> that just goes to show. We all need to stop saying the question of like. Could this player be the second best player on a championship team? Could he be the first, the third best player on a championship team? Like none of us know, and it's ninety five percent context dependent. Nobody in their right mind would have said Andrew Wiggins could be the second best player on a, on a championship team, and then he was because of the system that Golden State has, right? So it, I'm done with that question. I won't answer it anymore. I'm looking. At I, you screen. can say you
0: I. You could have said anything you wanted to after. Starting that uh, commentary, and I'm still going to say that all the time. Of course, <laughs> we're content creators. What do you want? Go from free. Us? <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so the Wizards are the 10th pick right now. Johnny Davis land? Do we think Taco Bell? Johnny seems to fit. Remember when they played a Taco Bell commercial during Jokic
1: being drafted? Feels right. Mm. Kind of makes me want Taco Taking Bell. Right Nikola Jovich still on the board. A <laughs> uh,
0: poor man's Nikola Jokic. I feel bad for him already because of that name.
1: I love on the, the Ringer draft guide, KOC says like Shades of Dino Galinari, not Nikola Jokic. <laughs> <laughs> Just because their names are similar. Not the Nothing alike.
0: <laughs> oh, man. I mean, uh, they're showing Tim Duncan highlights. I miss him. Yeah.
2: We had this season. The, uh, the whole Ben Simmons fiasco for an entire year yeah.
1: where there were multiple mm.
2: statements of he's going to be ready to play this date, this date, this date, and just never touched the basketball court.
1: Unreal.
0: Somehow the Nets are one of the favorites again this year, and I got to tell you, I'm already fading them.
2: They might be
0: the Stays. I think, yeah, there's no really other options for him that are that realistic.
1: Westbrook for Kyrie? Saw something. that was like he already has a list of teams that he'd want to go to if they don't reach a contract. <laughs> it's like, Jesus fucking Christ, Kyrie. None of them even want him anyway. Who would want to- suddenly, Johnny! If? He's arrived.
0: Johnny looking fresh. Johnny to, Johnny to the Wizards. Backcourt mate for Bradley Beal. Guy just got a record saying that if Bradley, Bradley Beal is overrated. Man. Highly overrated in my opinion. I
2: said it. I don't know. Do we only say that because his team, the rest of his team, always
0: underperforms? It's Washington. I just feel like people talk about him like a superstar. And in reality, he's just he's a very just, good scorer that can't elevate his teammates to a higher level.
1: Like he's just you know prime Eric, Eric Gordon. Could Bradley prime Beal? Eric Gordon? Could Bradley Beal be the second best player in a championship team? No. <laughs> So he's worse than I don't Angel know if he has. Does he have a
2: defense stops to do such a thing?
0: You think about it. You take like the seventh best player in the NBA. Let's say you take like uh, Jason Tatum. Let's say he's the seventh best player in the NBA. Okay, All right. you put him on the Wizards, a team is making the playoffs. Bradley's just not in that same, that same you know level, and he's talked about as if he is. I feel.
1: I mean, he kind of is, but also not really. I mean. I feel like most people who really like take the time to do the rankings probably have him more closer to 20. I think he's below 20. You heard it here, Bradley. Like worse than 20, (laughs) not below as in like less than 20, meaning. I think he's 21st. Understood. All right. Well, it's about time for us to wrap
0: up. Um, I need just kind of. any kind of knee-jerk reactions on the draft, guys? Kyle, we'll start with you. What what really tickled your fancy from what we saw today?
2: I think just those top three picks, uh, you know, I'm excited to see how it goes for all three of those teams. Like, I, I think all three of them, especially the Magic, now have an extremely enticing young core. Mm. I mean, we know that the the bottom portion of the East is typically a wide-open race. Why can't they make it? Jalen Suggs takes a leap this year, right? Um, I, I think they have everything that they need to at least make a playoff run. Mm-hmm. Uh, Houston got a replacement for Christian Wood. You'd hope Jalen Green kind of gets a hold of, you know, playing in the NBA this, uh, in his second season. Mm -hmm. And we kind of see, you know, a little bit more out of them. Then you have OKC who I feel like, as I've said, has, it's up to them whether they want to try for a playoff spot or not. And we don't think they're going to, but I think that they have the tools and the players, especially now to do so.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with all that. I would say my biggest initial reaction to the draft is uh, I'm surprised that the Kings didn't make a trade for someone who really wanted Jaden Ivey. Although when I say surprised, I mean, I think that's what they should have done, and they didn't. <laughs> and they very rarely do what I think they should do. So I guess I shouldn't be surprised at all. Uh, and Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think that was the biggest takeaway. To me. I knew the top three were going in some order. The biggest surprise to me was Ivy falling to five to the Pistons when them not having to trade up and just building that backcourt. I'm pretty. I gotta say, I'm pretty. I'm pretty excited for the Pistons' future after that pick. I don't know. I'm feeling a little Pistons fever, baby. Drive up there, you know, four hours, get a get a cheap ticket, see Ivy and Cade play. Oh, don't tell me. Yeah, I know. Little Caesars Arena, hot and ready all right boys well that'll do it for our for, this is our first ever live reaction pod uh so listeners give us feedback and tell us how terrible we did that means you Matt.
2: i don't know i mean i think we did a great job of filibustering between the five minutes i don't know if we could have done better
0: we get put us all. on aspn next year we'll cover the draft get woes out of here already <laughs>